It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 278 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, February 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. The show's on Twitter as well, Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, Lockdown Raptors is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which shows team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams as well as all 32 NFL teams. There's Lockdown Fantasy. There's Lockdown NBA. There's so much stuff for you to dig into, more than you could ever possibly listen to on your own. You might get a buddy to help you out. But uh, if you find a show on the network that you like, find it on iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, help out the host of that show. Uh, and you can do that with us. Find Lockdown Raptors on iTunes. It's the easiest way to help out the show, show that you care, all the stuff I've preached a million times on the show before. Uh, but it seriously helps, and it makes us more visible and more popular and easier to find and all that good stuff. And the algorithms love it. Uh, so please do that. <laughs> Anyway, on today's show, that little snicker you hear is from uh, our friend Mitch Robson. How's it going, buddy? You've done 278 of these? Yeah. That's impressive. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Uh, You're I, I, approaching, like, legendary status of the Lockdown family, I yeah. guess. Well, they all kind of started around the same time. I think I was after most of them, so I'm a little bit behind some of them. But yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what I've done 278 times in my life, so shouts to you. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if I've done this concept for a podcast before, but we're going to find out if the people are mad that we've done it for a second time. I don't think we have. Uh, But the idea for today's podcast, the Raptors are really fun. They're 41-16 and at the All-Star break. They're two games up in the Eastern Conference because the Celtics are garbage. Uh, And (laughs) seriously, though, how do you win? How do you go on a 16-game winning streak and not be number one in your conference? That's crazy. I don't understand. Well, I mean, it's like the Cavs went on, what, an 18-game winning streak? 18 of 19, yeah. 18 of 19. Yeah, so... 
Yeah, the Raptors have just been a metronome all season. They're very fun, though. They're a fun metronome. Everyone is doing stuff. The young guys are great. CJ Miles bombs threes. Kyle Lowry is really fun. DeMar DeRozan's having the best season of his career, even though his counting stats are down a little bit. Just the across the board, the team is very fun. They had 38 assists last night against the Bulls. There's dunks. There's young guys doing stuff you wouldn't have expected. There's DeLon Wright blocking dudes. There's Pascal Siakam in transition. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff about this team. You know, off off the court, there's Lucas Noguera being really fun and quirky. You have the the bromance between Siakam and Pirtle. Uh It's a very endearing team up and down the roster. And I thought it'd be fun to try to power rank the Raptors in terms of fun and likability and enjoyability. Mostly just fun. Who's the most fun Raptor on the team is what the mission of this podcast is going to be. We're going to go from the bottom up. We're not going to count the two-way guys because we don't really know those guys enough right now. But we're going to go from the bottom up and rank the team in terms of fun, uh, quotient, or whatever the hell metric you want to use for this. Uh, are you ready to do this, Mitch? Yes, and I think that we're going to disagree with the first one. That's fine. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. We're going to get to our disagreement and yelling. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today. And of course, that is Draft. Fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, you've got to try my new favorite app, and that is Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league, and here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waiver wire. Draft will even take care of injuries for you. They'll send you a push notification and say, hey, uh, Jimmy Butler is out at the last minute with a sore thumb. Uh, you got to replace him. And you do that, and you're fine because it's a deep player pool. If you're playing small leagues, there's a good guy that you can replace Jimmy Butler with, as good as Jimmy Butler is. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part is that you play for cold, hard cash. That's right. Drafts start from just $1. So there's a draft for everybody. There's no salary caps. You play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer at Draft.com. Whatever you want to do. An update. If you have an Android uh, device in Canada, there is now an app for Android. There wasn't for a while. There is now. So if you have an Android and you want to join Draft, you've been holding off until there's an app, you can do that now and download it in the Google Play Store. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code, and that promo code is LORAPTORS, all one word as in Lockdown Raptors. That's right, you play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LORAPTORS on your first deposit on draft. Every Wednesday is Draft Wednesday, the Lockdown Podcast Network. I host uh, a listener league each week. It's the same few guys that come every week, uh, but it's really fun. Yesterday we did a four-person pe- four league. I was kicking ass. I had Anthony Davis. I was blowing the other guys out, and then the guy up against me had both Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant and beat me at the very end, and it sucked, but he won $10, so I'm happy for him. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, you can do that every Wednesday. Follow me on there, Locked on Sean, and it's a really good time. Uh, just download Draft and use the promo code LORAPTORS to get that free entry. All right. Popping on draft right now, putting in all my life savings. That do it. It's good, fun. Such a good ad. Yeah, yeah. It, do it. It's good. Uh, love draft. Of, Gotta love draft. I'm out of breath after reading that, but hey, that's uh, that's the price you pay. Are you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, let's start, I guess, from the bottom. We'll go, f- I guess, 14 guys deep. Um, poor Bruno Caboclo no longer counts because he uh, isn't around anymore, but. Uh, we'll start from I guess the least fun guy on the fifteen ma- or the the main roster is probably Malachi Richardson. Is that fair? Uh, yes, just because we don't know about him yet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll go with him. 
as number fourteen, just because yeah, there's no like in-game. we haven't we haven't learned of any funny storylines, any intriguing things that he really does, any kind of quirks that he has in his game. So we have to wait on that. Yeah, there haven't been any like uh, like good features written on him yet. I'm sure Blake will actually have one within the next twenty five minutes because he's a robot <laughs> and like a little bat signal goes up. Three thousand words. Yeah, here's Malachi Richardson's entire life story from the beginning. Uh, he once was a fetus. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, Malachi Richardson pretty easy for the last pl- last place on the Raptors 14-man roster right now. Now it gets hard because everyone else is very likable. Who do you have as number 13? Okay, so this is probably going to stir the pot a little bit. Okay. Because when I think of fun, I want to go mostly with guys who, when you they come into the game, a smile creeps across your face. Mm-hmm. And their off-court presence matches that. I am one who appreciates the social media and all the antics, probably more so than the on-court product. Right. So, considering um, everything that's happened, he's probably one of the most mature on the team, personality-wise, and the way he carries himself. I think Demar is gonna come in at the bottom here, just because he's having Ooh. a career, but he just goes about his business, goes home. Yes, he has his little uh, antics with Kyle, but Kyle's kind of the leader of that one, and he's just kind of the the added comedy, just following up with a witty line here or there. But he's, he's kind of the grumpy dad it. in that dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think if we're going in terms of actual like humor and fun, Demar's having a great season on the court, but he's just a guy that's going to get the job done for you. See, I disagree that he's this low, this far down, because his on on court play has been incredibly fun to watch this season. And, like, whenever he pulls up for a three, it actually is, like, exciting now. And there's, like, an anticipation there that it's actually going to fall as opposed to brick out or go long or air. Um, uh-huh. And, like, his footwork I find to be one of the most just glorious things to watch in the NBA. His playmaking has been so much better. Like, him throwing skip passes from the right corner over to the wing to CJ Miles. Like, it's beautiful and actually very enjoyable. So I can't go that low with DeMar. Um, I agree his off-court stuff. He's just kind of a dad, right? He's just sort of yeah, exactly. he's reserved off the court. But I think the on-court product has to at least be the 50% of it um, so I don't think I would go to Mar 13 I would say Norm Powell probably 13 right now I guess yeah with the way the way the commercials are kind of coming back against him and getting out of the, kicked out of the rotation right now I also just think like uh, his demeanor like he's a very good quote but it's a very like business like quote whenever he, he has a one. very stoic face all the time too very like a, a very severe resting bitch face yeah <laughs> Like it's RBF affects him more than most guys. Um, and then when you get into the game too, now it's a lot of like everyone. I, I think everyone's kind of a little nervous when he has the ball and he goes on his drives to the rim. Like you know, it's going to end poorly. Yeah. So I could see Norm going to that last spot, or OG Anunoby is probably down here around 10, 11, 12. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Yeah, we'll get to OG. I think he's, yeah, there's no way he's up in the top echelon right now just because I think while his on-court stuff is very fun and, like, his dunks are great and it's just really exciting that there's, like, an actually, like, high upside rookie on the team, I do think his off-court stuff, like, the the lack of answers, it, it's funny to an extent, but then it's just, like, I'd rather just, like, know this guy a little bit better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I can settle with Norman this spot. Okay, yeah, because, like, again, the I think – had he played better this season and he was throwing down dunks like he has in the past, like I think that probably bumps him up a bit. But he's not doing that right now. He's kind of lost what makes him good as a player. And off court, he's not really any sort of like grand personality. So um, I think for now he's 13. Number 12, I don't want to put DeMar that low. I don't think I can do it. It's hard. Like It's very close. I think because DeMar is such a big part of this team, right, and the focal point, the all-star yeah. and the leader – that it seems odd to put him down this low, but I get your other two nominees. I think at this point would have to be either Bebe or um, or OG Ananobi. I think it's Bebe just because as like he's not on the floor. He's the inverse of Demar, right? Where his yeah. on court stuff is like, oh, it's frustrating. <laughs> frustrating as hell at this point. Um, but off the court, I mean, there is no better quote in the locker room than Lucas Nogueira. And like sometimes he like. It feels like he talks to the point where he doesn't even know what he's saying himself, but that's cool. I, have you, like that's that's like to a T that NBA TV Canada commercial. Yes, where he's getting on the elevator and he's like, "I don't compete with me, but I do just compete with me because I don't let anyone compete with me except myself." Yeah, it's yeah, like a it's, it's, it's like very what Kyrie, but yeah. also incredibly simple at the same time. So the kind of shit Kyrie thinks he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's it's messed up that we are two guys in and already have disagreement as to who should be where. There's on this there's list. literally no villains on this team. Yeah, it's kind of Which annoying because sh- I think every <laughs> other Raptors team has had at least a villain. Like last year, Patrick Patterson became the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and Demar Carroll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Demar Carroll definitely is a villain, especially after he left. Uh, but like John Salmons could have been a villain. Yeah. Uh, Grievous Vasquez, like any of the role guys they've had in past years when they've had vets on that bench end up being kind of the scapegoats and the psycho t was that's just what he is yeah like (laughs) i think having this young bench where all the guys are just putting in their work and getting along and having fun doing what they do has been like a major reason for obviously the on-court success but just the entertainment factor on the team too so i think based on the conversation we've settled on some order of damar bebe and og for these next three spots like yeah i mean the 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 Raptor social media stuff, which has been really great. Uh, the bit where uh, OG just says, like, we're playing blank. It, it was funny the first couple times. I'm kind of done with it now. All right. So what if we do Bebe 12, OG 11, and Damar 10? 10. I like yeah. that. Okay. I, we can we can lock that in. Because there's a the thing Locked about... on that. Yeah. Oh, God. Bang. We could David lock that in. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shouts to David Locke. The hardest working man in the podcast game. Uh, but yeah, so Demar ten. I think OG below Demar just because we need to know him a little bit more. And like, it's so hard. This isn't a slight against him to be eleventh in terms of the fun meter on this team, right? Like, it's no. Sometimes not everyone can be like the most fun dude on the team. Some guys just got to go to work and get buckets, and that's what Demar's done. And he's 
assisting. Yeah. So, yeah, no hate there. Be a dad. Be, <laughs> be the oldest 28-year-old in the league. If, if that's <laughs> uh, but, yeah. With a son a, who you're three years younger than, yeah. <laughs> he planted a Dark Horse MVP level. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're going on to the final nine guys, which I think it gets insanely difficult here. I think it'd be, like, useful to sort of try to break them up into tiers as we go here. So, like... Okay. Here's See, my, this is my, my initial thought here is you're going to put C.J. Miles, Kyle Lowry, and Ibaka into that last, like, starters tier. Right. I guess JV is kind of the swingman because, like, JV is just such a funny dude yeah. and, like, has such that dry European sense of humor. And now that he's hitting threes, like, it's an event when he pulls up in the ACC. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the bench, you can go on any any ranking you want, but they are the cult heroes of this team. So, but I don't, here's the thing: is like I don't think it needs to be separated like that because I think Lowry has a shot to be higher up than say Ibaka, right? Like I think. Yeah, I mean yeah. Lowry's Lowry's kind of demonstrative side and like fights with refs are really what like are entertaining too, right? Also, so, the thing where he just like cuts out the holes of Gatorade cups and makes binoculars. Yeah, the, the, the binoculars interview with Jack. What the hell? Can we is get that? can we get De- can we put Devlin on this list? <laughs> He's having fun this year, man. The keg. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther. In theaters. <laughs> yeah, the fact that like now they're up by twenty in every game just means they can get going on tangents even earlier than they used to be able to, which yeah. has really been a great addition on a cold like February Tuesday. Yeah. Um, all right. Just be. We got to get back on track here. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I don't. Know. I think CJ Miles uh, would probably be my next guy because. He is he is kind of that fun dude uh, with the bench, like as the bench dad, right? And and uh, has a, a nice little rap career going, but he's just kind of a genuine nice, like thirty three year old man. See, I don't think I can put CJ there. He's also only thirty. Um, okay, well, yeah. just because yeah, it feels he like is, CJ's been in the league for fifteen years, but he's one of the best and most genuine quotes on the team, and I think that matters for this for the purposes of this. Um, yes, because the he's writers, also, are, all, the he's writers also, are all that matter. Well, no, I think he's also like a good gateway into what the team is thinking for fans, yeah. right? Like he he will kind of speak in a more long and sort of elongated form, I guess, as as opposed to like Lowry or Rosen have to talk every single game. Like Miles, you get good stuff out of. I think like the best quotes that come in most stories about the Raptors are usually from CJ Miles. Um, well, I think the thing is when when CJ is on, he's probably one of the most fun dudes on the team. Just oh, the last like, week has been incredible. Yeah, yeah. But then those nights when he's gone over seven. It's just kind of bland. Yeah, you do kind of get the like the the you Patrick get the, Patterson you get the peaks and valleys, and that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, but... when Miles is off, you kind of get the Patrick Patterson vibes. Like this dude has one job, like do the job. Yeah. But like he more often than not, he's on. So um, I don't know if I can. I honestly, I might put Abaka at nine. Abaka, like... when he is not playing well, is very demoralizing to watch. I think that really brings him down because it's just like it's jumpers that hit front rim constantly and like not rebounding and being slow on defense and not getting rotations but his like playboy instagram snapchat (laughs) presence really does it for me being like the french james bond from africa that like every woman would sleep with like on a snap of a finger so i just want to rank him a little higher for the swag all right who else would be in the running for this spot (laughs) Oh yeah, I just like Abaka. I think his on-court play can kind of drag everything down because when he's not playing well, it's like, all right, this is the third most, third highest played player on the team, the third best player on the team, 
And when he's not performing, it's like kind of a drag. It's like, yeah, this guy, yeah. we need him to be much better than this. Whereas Miles, Miles is kind of a luxury, right? Like if he's not off, like they can kind of find it from other places most most nights. But like if he's off, like if he's on, it's just like wow, we're scoring 130 points tonight. Yeah, I agree. I think you you can go a combination of Miles and JV at eight nine, and I will I will approve. Miles and what? You Miles Abaka? Or Miles Abaka? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go Abaka nine because it's my podcast, and I'll go CJ Miles mm-hmm. at eight. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're on to seven. See, I think now this is where it gets interesting because I think you either go one of DeLon or Fred and then JV. See, I think it's JV. I think it's just... Out, I, out, out, it's right. I think it's either JV or Pirtle, actually. See, with Pirtle, it's very funny to me because when he's, like, having a great game, he's everywhere. And he's, yeah. like, blocking shots and, like... He's kind of developing a little bit of a swagger, too, when he's, like, denying guys at the rim, which I like to see. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then, like, also just his foul, like, follicles and, like, the, the chronicles of Pirtle getting two fouls in ten seconds is really entertaining. say foul um, follicles? Yeah, I meant to say chronicles and follicles came out because I was trying to say foul chronicles. The foul uh, follicles. Yeah, it's it's a hair loss drug. Yeah, that, that LeBron James. Yeah. The well, foul follicles. Actually, the foul the follicles. LeBron James story. <laughs> yes, no fouls and no follicle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you can you can go with either of those guys. Yak is kind of coming into his own. His personality is coming out a lot more beside Pascal. Yeah. But um, I do think Pascal kind of lifts that up though. Like he's the driving force of that partnership. He's very much the Lowry to Pirtle's the Rosen. Yes, I, that's that's a perfect comp. Yeah. So I'll say Pirtle at seven. He's very fun. But I don't think he's quite on the level of Jonas because I think Jonas this season, I th- I feel like he's getting a boost because people were so tired of him before this year. Oh, and me me being like the chief fan of that, like I yeah, I was exhausted. I, I was done with the conversation. I was done with every all the discourse about him, um, and I just like his style of play. I was like, yeah, this is ancient. There's no way this translates. He can't he can't play defense. He can't defend a pick and roll. He can't shoot threes. Like it's it's just not like post ups are not a way you want to get offense anymore. And I thought that was kind of the only way they were going to use him. Um, and like this season, his post ups are way down. His pick and roll attempts are, are through the roof. He's shooting threes at a ridiculous rate of late. Um, yeah, it's that, and I think it's also like there's no more like kind of indecision on whether he should play in certain fourth quarters or not like Dwayne yeah. makes the decision based on matchups totally and there's no doubt about it they, yeah. they only made that one mistake this year in that one Wizards game I think it was right where they went back to JV and the starters after the bench had brought them back into it but other than that like I think that played a big part in it too was just like him being out there at the wrong times and that's on Casey a little bit but Casey's been so good this year that there's been no doubt like JV's been great in his 25 minutes a game so I'm really yeah, the, the conversation has definitely become more tolerable about him. And you you mentioned it, you alluded to it before, like the the event that it feels like whenever he goes up for a three. Oh, it's the it's, it's incredible. Like the, yeah, it's it, it rivals someone going up for like a huge dunk, right? Like it, it's that fun. Yeah. Like it, it rivals like Demar gearing up and like coming around a screen to go for a dunk. It's great. Oh, totally. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great moment. So is is six too low for Jonas then? That's what I think. It might, despite like Delon Wright is a really fun player on the basketball court because of all the things he can do. But if you read that Eric Kareen piece, which I think was really good, yeah. he's a very like low key guy. Eric was definitely just, uh, wishing that Delon was a little more forward. I believe probably. It was just like <laughs> I, 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 I watch Netflix, I chill, 
I'll go shop if I need some clothes, and then I go chill. So I don't know if I can put Delon that low just because he is like his on court exploits. He is like a top two Raptor for me in terms of like the amount of times I like get out of my seat for something a player on the Raptors does. Like Delon is right there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I can totally put them there. Put him there at six. I might put Fred at six. What do you think about that? Like, Jonas five, Fred six. I was gonna say it's Fred VanVleet and Delon Wright. You can kind of go interchangeable because they're both kind of the same guy mindset wise and kind of behavior wise. Like, yeah. they both just put their head down. They go to work. They play tough defense. They make shots. And neither of them are really outlandish and have that kind of a personality. I think Fred has a little bit more of a joking personality. But uh, yeah, you can go either or, and I, I won't argue with you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, okay, so four, five, six, I guess, is Jonas, Fred, and DeLon. We're deciding between here, then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, so four, five, do you want to go six, five, I'll go six, five, four, and the rank is here. So I think you go, I'd probably go JV at six. Okay. Uh, DeLon at five, and Fred at four. I can buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fred also has the little guy factor. If he could dunk, he would be number one. Dude, do we know for sure he can't? There's no way. He said, he quoted like last week saying, like, for guys who can't dunk, Kyrie Irving is like our Jordan. Okay, so. <laughs> can Lowry dunk? I can't remember. I don't know if he's. Lowry has dunked in an All Star game, remember? Right. But yeah. has he dunked, like, in a, in a real game? Um, I think he has, like, I think he did with Houston. Okay. He has it in a long, while. long time. No. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're missing a dude here. On this list, there's three spots left. I don't. I think we're only at two guys left. No. You're down to Lowry, Pascal, and Pirtle. I put Pirtle at uh, seven. Oh, then who are we missing? Uh, good question. <laughs> the Raptor. So Richardson, Powell, Bebe, OG, DeRozan, Serge, Miles, Pirtle, JV. What the hell? <laughs> oh, we forgot Alfonso McKinney. He's on the roster. Uh, so you counted Alfonso McKinney in the... Four- he's on, he's on the 14-man roster. Well, I just overwrote that. I would put Malachi Richardson ahead of Alfonso. Actually, no. Alfonso no. McKinney hit those two threes in garbage time. Yeah, and he can, he can also dunk. So. Uh, or, yeah, what about Lorenzo Brown? Is he a two-way still? He's a still two-way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I fixed it. Alfonso McKinney goes to uh, four, 13. Big yeah. late addition. This might shake up my whole opinion. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta re- we got to redo the entire list. Oh, uh, no. So we're down to Lowry and Pascal Siakam. That, that's a very unlikely final two, I think. I don't oh, think boy. this is how the general public would view it, to be totally honest. Uh... People have a weird thing about Lowry that I don't get. Like, he's maybe Everyone thinks he's so ornery, which I don't really get. No, he's like a little kid. Yeah, like, he's needly when reporters ask him annoying questions, which we would all be if we were in that situation. This dude just cut out 
Gatorade cups and put them on his eyes. Yeah, and like the dude goes to Super Bowl in golf. So yeah. That's fun. Also, there's nothing better than a Kyle Lowry fuck you game. Like, yeah, it's well, incredible when, when he gets like against the the wolves a couple weeks ago, like that wolves game where he was just on one. Like, there's nothing more fun than that when he's just bombing threes on somebody. Yeah, the Kyle Lowry pull up three might be my favorite Raptors play. There's that's a whole other conversation. There's like a few. the trailing the trailing three or the pull up three. Yeah, but like in the running for me are uh, the, the reason I wanted Delon as high as I wanted Delon, and I, with with this re rank uh, because I fixed the thing. Uh, Fred's at three now. Delon four. Yoan is five. Yeah, I think Delon six. and Fred are interchangeable. So yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, actually, I'm going to move Delon ahead because Delon can dunk. He's been doing this weird putback dunk thing lately that I kind of dig. I, if he could start knocking down threes like at a decent rate, then he becomes probably the most fun guy on the team. Well, here's the thing: no one euro steps like him. No one plays defense like him. Yeah, the euro. The actually, the Delon euro step is like sex. Yeah, I have Delon. Ah, I might want Delon too. If, if I'm being honest. That's- that's a little high. All Pascal right. Siakam just has like funny like. Pascal hits. Siakam is the most fun raptor. Uh, I'm saying yeah. it right now, he's the most fun raptor. He's great off the court. His on court stuff, like when he gets a rebound and runs it down himself, there's nothing more exciting. Like that is my favorite Raptors play. As we're talking about our favorites, like there's the Delon Euro steps, Delon blocks. There's Pascal just running the damn court like a crazy madman in, in transition. Um, and that's a about purtle, a purtle block. I think needs to be in there. A purtle like block a and a purtle putback like are kind of yeah. interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Demar just like juking someone out of his shoes. Shouts to Eric Bledsoe, uh, <laughs> among many others. Also, Serge's dunks where he kind of comes from the three point line and dunks from like ten feet out, but his arms somehow reach the basket. Those are yeah. Really cool. I was gonna say like when when Serge Ibaka dunks now, it's a lot of the times where like. You see him start dribbling, you're like, oh no, how does this end up? And then he's just taking off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a dunk. All right, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. So I think we've reached, so you're in on Siakam and, and Lowry 1-2? Siakam 1 and Lowry is 2? Yeah. Think. Yeah. 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 I think thing- Kyle Lowry is number 1 for me, just because he's like the guy that made the team fun to begin with. Yeah, Ty goes to the guy who hosts the podcast. Um Okay, well, but if we want to go history here... Also, I think you have to tie in the expectations for Siakam as well. Like, I, th- I feel like low expectations breed fun because, like, yeah. there's nothing... Like, it's unexpected, right? Like, it's not supposed to happen, yet it's happened. Like, Siakam, people were talking about him as, like, the, the odd man out of the rotation coming into this season. And, like, five games into the year, he's scoring 20 points in a quarter on the Warriors. And it's like, holy shit, this dude is real. And all season long... Like, he had a game of, like, 14, 5, and 7 last week. And it was like, what the... Like, this should not be happening, but it is for this guy who no one knew who the hell he was when he was picked, and he's kind of turned. You himself... don't watch enough whack basketball, sir. Uh, I watch whack basketball, but not whack basketball. <laughs> Waxketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think just the unexpected nature of it. The like he dunks really hard. He blocks insanely hard too. Like he he's he's one of these guys whose blocks just go out of bounds all the time because he doesn't care. He's very much from the Ibaka school of blocking as opposed to Pirtle, who will block it and sort of get his own rebound off of it. But, you know, somewhat, you know, I know it's not good for the defense, and sometimes it leads to the, the other team scoring, but give me blocks out of bounds. They're really fun and awesome. It gets, yeah, it puts the crowd into it. jacks people like, up. It's yeah. it, it's more like you can wave a finger more liberally when you do that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm also, also showmanship. I'm really, like, Siakam shooting, like, 14% from three, but every time he shoots a three, I still get excited. It's like the reverse Patrick Patterson or C.J. Miles thing where, like, 
I know it's not supposed to go in. So when it goes in, it's like, hell yeah, keep doing that, buddy. Like, this is good for the long-term health of your game. And when it does go in, it's like awesome. And it seems like when he does hit threes, it usually happens at a time in the game which the Raptors have missed 30 threes in a row, and then he's the one to break the streak. Like, yeah, I feel that he's one of those guys that like it, it's it's one of those where like he'll just get going on it when they've missed four in a row, and you're like, oh, not another three, man, just drive, and then yeah. it drops. Yeah. So I think we've landed on a consensus here for the most part. Uh, one Pascal Siakam, two Kyle Lowry, three Delon Wright, four Fred Van Vliet, five Jonas Valanciunas, six Jakoperto. By the way, it's crazy that Jonas is five. Um, he probably would have been like 12 that's or 13 like at the start the, of the year. The sho- yeah, I was going to say, that's the shocking riser of the year. Yeah, he's the high riser for sure. Yak at 6, uh, CJ Miles 7, Ibaka 8, DeMar DeRozan 9, OG 10, uh, Lucas Nogueira 11, Norman Powell's at 12, Alfonso McKinney at 13, and Malachi Richardson at 14. Um, Lorenzo Brown would be below all these guys because, I mean, what is Lorenzo Brown really? He's G League James Harden, and then he won't shoot in the NBA. Um, Malcolm Miller, we've seen like three minutes up, so you can't. It's incomplete his grade. So I think we've done a good job here. I think we've established. This is a question I've been pondering because there's arguments for a lot of guys, but I think Pascal, on the whole, I think he brings it most nights. And like his his explosion games, I think are the most like OG doesn't really have them yet. Pascal has them sometimes, and they're really really damn fun when they happen. Yeah, I agree. And I think listening back to that list in full. It just it hurts to have Demar below surge, so we might need to flip that. I I agree. Despite like the 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 antics on social media and like the the kind of quirkiness to Surge's game, when he has it going, it's a lot of fun, and like that's a big swing factor in the moods of people. It just doesn't seem right to have Demar below him. Are we moving Surge below OG? I can't do that yet. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Just didn't know if it was like a last minute decision. Surge gets a lot of hate when he's not playing well, but like. He, those games where he has like twenty points and nine rebounds, like you said, they look like a real juggernaut. Yeah. So his yeah. defense has been very good this season too. Yeah. He's been kicking ass on that end. Alright, I think we've uh, done a pretty good job here. That was solid. I think this would be this would be accepted by the people. This is now accepted canon in all conversations in Locked On Raptors universe. Uh, this is the official list of the most fun Raptors power ranked. And, uh, so yeah, you, you heard it here first. Yeah. Don't let anyone else try to tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm very happy with it. Uh, I think it's gonna do it, man. We've been podcasting together because we just did the Hoop Talks podcast for like an hour and a half, and I'm sick of your voice. I made it through half a bottle of wine, so this was a pretty good uh, excursion. Oh, right on. Uh, glad yeah. I could have. Glad I could help in that regard. A um, perfect pre. I'm gonna go order some sushi on Skip the Dishes, and uh, oh, you have Skip the Dishes? Yeah. Yeah. So I live in downtown Toronto, folks, and we still don't have Skip the Dishes here yet. Like they're capitalizing on these mid-sized markets, which oh, I think yeah. is BS. And I'm stuck with Uber, I'm stuck with unreliable Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm gonna go get some sushi and uh, watch some Olympics and post the podcast. And thanks everyone who tuned for for tuning in. Mitch, do you have anything you want to plug right now? Uh. Not really at the moment. Uh, I'm available for hire at companies because I'm graduating soon. So just, you know, hire me. Uh, yeah. Mitch is talented. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about it for me. Uh, in a, in the next couple weeks, I'm going to ramp up my coverage at CUSN Network on Twitter, Kane University Basketball, Sean's first true love, obviously. <laughs> uh, we're getting to tournament time, so that'll be fun. Only eight teams make it. It's going to be a tight playoff race. OUA has a bunch of good teams, so... Is it yes. necessary to play the tournament? Yes, because Carlton's losing in the second round. 
They are not, but uh, they are. Alberta is taking them down. So get uh, ready. It's very nice of you to think that, but I'm sorry. The history. So this is the thing. Carlton, the past two years, has won the national championship. Obviously, like they have many of the years before that, but they had taken a couple of losses in the regular season. So this year, they've run the table so far, and I don't know if they're going to lose a game again again until nationals. So this is where the script changes. Maybe That's they'll just my... purposely drop one this weekend. Yes, they'll throw one to uh, Nipissing or whoever they're playing. It's too bad they uh, don't come around Mac. Mac would beat them right now, considering how they're playing. Go Mac, go. They're, they're, come watch McMaster basketball. It's very fun. They're good. My mom uh, came to a game last weekend. Oh, she, yeah? It was like her first live basketball game in forever. And uh, she's like totally bought into She's like, I want to come back and watch them. I'm like, yeah, they're over uh, next weekend. But... Uh, yeah, do that. Next, an investment for next year. She's going to a Raptors game in a couple weeks. Her first Raptors game ever, and she's like thrilled about it. Good for her. My mom yeah, likes basketball. basketball is a fun, a fun sport. So people, if, Maybe, if you, yeah. you know, don't want to shell out money for Raps tickets, it's uh, yeah. Maybe my mom will listen to the podcast now. That's don't don't subject her to this. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, Mitch, thank you for coming on. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can find the podcast on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, all that good stuff. Takes no time at all. really helps out. Uh, it makes us more easily findable. and Findable? Is that even a word? I don't know. Uh, but please do that. iTunes ratings, reviews. Takes zero time, no money, and it warms my heart very, very much. So uh, thank you in advance. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Probably tee up All-Star Weekend, I guess. Uh, something like that. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but there will be a podcast tomorrow at some point. And until then, thank you so much for tuning in to Lockdown Raptors, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.